This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to live their best life and become location independent. My guest today is the beautiful Kat Gaskin. Kat is the original creator of the Be a Pineapple quote, which became viral and is now all over the internet and pretty much printed on every merchandise you can think of. With all of this huge success of the quote, Kat should be rolling in dough, right? Unfortunately, not. Kat was never given credit and her quote continues to be circulated and sold without her permission. On this episode, Kat talks about her biggest takeaway from this experience, the struggle she faces as an entrepreneur and creative, and how she's learned from past mistakes to become a better girl boss. Kat has now created a budding brand called Salty Pineapple, which allows her location independence where she is free to frolic on the beach, lay on the sand, and eat those salty pineapples. Hey Kat, thank you so much for being here and for speaking with me. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, first of all, Debbie, I want to say thank you so much for having me on your podcast and congratulations on finally launching it. I wish you all the best. Filling in the gaps of my story, I think being on Instagram and having people kind of keep an eye on your journey, it's always fun to tell the story of how you first started. And I'm a graphic designer by trade, like born and raised in Toronto. And now I'm 30 years old and I've been living here like since I was born and I knew even from a young age that I wanted to be my own boss like even in high school I said to myself I want to be you know a high-powered CEO and my job should just be to go in and sign the checks like that's what I wanted and I was creative and I was an artist but I knew that the future was in technology and graphic design was the perfect marriage of being artistic, but also using computers and technology and all of that. And I worked for about three years full time downtown, like doing the commute on the train every day. I had a a cubicle and I had a boss and I worked under a lot of people and with a lot of style guides and a very corporate style. And I knew after three years of doing that, it, it wasn't for me and that wasn't my true calling. So I started Salty Pineapple, which is my personal brand. And that officially became my full-time gig as of October 2012. And since that day, like fast forward to now, which is September 2017, like every day I've been working towards my goal of like building this empire based on colorful like sunset dreams and inspiring people to follow their dreams and through doing that it's just led me across the world because now that I can work for myself and because I've like cut the corporate cord and broke away from my desk I'm able to work from wherever and travel has been one of the main things that's really like kept me inspired and has really motivated me to keep on going and and take that next step. That's incredible, Kat, because 
I honestly found you on Instagram and you have a really unique feed, all the colors and of course your enthusiasm and you have this great way of just really wanting to reach out to people and really wanting to help them. So you definitely stand out to me and to a lot of people. Let's go back to when you first wanted to start Salty Pineapple. Was there a defining moment that led you to create Salty Pineapple and how did that come? come about? Even aside from Salty Pineapple being my brand, I think the defining moment for me when I kind of figured out that my nine to five wasn't for me is I was sitting at my desk one day and I was really bored and I decided to calculate how many hours I could work freelance in order to make the same amount of money I was making at the time. And after I did that, I realized, holy crap, I could work 75% less hours (laughs) and still make the same amount of income I was making. And that's when I kind of had, I call it my aha moment, when I was like, okay, this is this is day one of me like planning and saving and really coming up with the means to quit my job. And Salty Pineapple was just like the aftermath of all of that because I was like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to be a graphic, a freelance graphic web designer, but I want a brand, a personal brand, not associated with my name, not Kat Gaskin, because I'm a graphic designer, so I like things to have its own unique identity. And when I think of salty pineapple, it just makes me feel so warm and happy inside, as opposed to if it was just, if my brand was just called Kat Gaskin, um, it I can't visualize it as clear as I would salty pineapple. Obviously now, as an entrepreneur and, and running two businesses, you definitely don't work <laughs> less. I, I work way more hours, but I'm a lot happier and way more fulfilled with what I'm doing now. It's, it's really incredible because when you're working at your day job, you know, the nine to five, the regular job, you're yeah. always counting the hours when you have yeah. to leave. But when you're doing something that you are so passionate about and you really love, you never look at the time and the time actually gets away from you because you want to keep working because it's just... I know, you don't want to stop. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So now you don't even have to count how many hours you're working because every single moment you just want to do what what you're doing so that really shows that it is your purpose and it's your passion and you're following it which is amazing thank you let's step back and can you tell us the first steps you took in order to realize your goals and your dreams yes and I think this is really important in terms of because I have come this far it's, it's also really great when people can hear about the very first steps that people took, especially for me because I'm still on my journey and seeing everyone being so successful on Instagram and on social media and on blogs and in the news and online, like we're so connected to that all the time that for me, it's really important to share the early beginnings of Salty Pineapple because it was freaking hard. Like it was such a struggle and it took about three years for me to finally get on my feet. And the very first steps were number one, have a plan. Like I'm such an almost OCD organizer, planner, write things down. I've been using a planner, like a daily planner 
every day for the past 17 years. And I knew that having a plan really works for me and having just clear goals and a clear list of, okay, what should I do today to get me closer to that goal of working for myself and being able to travel more and work less. And even when I didn't have work to do or client work to do, I assigned myself projects. For example, I really want to work with Roxy and Billabong and I haven't crushed that goal yet. But even in 2012, I was assigning myself work that, okay, if Roxy wanted me to design a photo or design something for Instagram, what would it look like? And I would share it on my Instagram just to keep myself accountable and and share my work. And I think number one is having a plan. And second is assigning yourself work, even if it's not there yet, because it keeps, you know, your creative juices flowing and you really get to hone in on what your personal style is, which now is is so it's so effortless for me, but I tell you right now it wasn't always like that. <laughs> yeah, you're you're really right, Kat. I mean, we always look at the people on social media and when we look at television or any type of media, there's always somebody that's really young, a millennial who is super successful. And then we look at what we're doing and we're comparing ourselves to that. But we don't know how long these people worked in order to get to where they are. And you're right, it is really nice to talk to someone or hear a story from the beginning and what kind of struggles that they went through. Yeah. So talking about setbacks, what has been the biggest one that you have encountered so far and how did you handle it? I would say I've had like two big setbacks is is the constant self-doubt and the questioning because you always want to be your best and you always want to be improving. And the second one is feeling uninspired because we're we're challenged with social media in terms of creating content every day and sharing it at the same time. And for me, I always try to take breaks. And I think people need to, to speak more about this and encourage breaks more because everything is so exhausting and creating content and sharing it and trying to build your empire and to be successful and to look pretty doing it all at the same time. Like it's, it's, it's a lot to expect from someone, especially when you're, you know, a female creative like us and you travel and you have really big dreams. And so whenever I feel uninspired, I always try to go to the places that make me feel my most authentic self and that fill my soul and that make my heart really happy. And that for me is the beach, like hands down. I know that whenever I go there, I just feel so at peace with myself and I could spend the entire day there and never feel stressed or bored or any of those negative emotions that I feel sometimes when I'm at the desk. So I always try to make time to go to the beach. And I don't live, I mean, I'm based out of Toronto, Canada. So traveling to the beach is, is a priority for me. A lot of us who are creatives and who are in social media, it feels like a lot of times we have to live up to the image that we are portraying on social media and it does it takes a lot of toll on you and the photographs if you take a look at Kat's Instagram her images are so inspiring they're so beautiful but it takes so much work to do all of those images and to put them out there and you're right a a break is what everybody (laughs) needs sometimes okay 
do it for as long as you need to because I just always think of I never want to retire from this and so it is okay you know to take a week off or two weeks or a month or a year because I'm always going to be salty pineapple this isn't a one-time one-year five-year thing this is for the rest of my life I'm going to be working towards this absolutely and It's hard sometimes because we we can be really hard on ourselves. And I know for myself, I feel guilty sometimes when I do need a break. And I, I really have to stop myself from fe- feeling guilty and just taking a nap or even just sitting down and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why being an entrepreneur, working for yourself is so difficult. It's not for the faint at heart. And I don't want people to think it's this glamorous life because it's really not, but it is really fulfilling. But yeah, it's okay to feel guilty too, but just being easy on yourself and being really aware of, okay, I'm stressed. I need to disconnect. I need to, you know, spend time with my family or I want to eat that cupcake because it's going to make me feel better. Um, It's okay to do those things and to take a break and not feel guilty about it because at the end of the day, you're the only person looking out for you. And if you're not in the right state of mind, it's going to be really difficult for you to build a business that is successful. And that's what I've learned the hard way. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you have a type of business where you travel a lot, it's so different when you're just traveling for leisure and traveling when you're working. So you definitely need to take time to also relax and do nothing and just enjoy where you're at (laughs) instead of just working too. (laughs) I know, I'm, I'm guilty of that for sure because my... My vacations have now turned into my job. Like my job is to shoot at the beach and create content at the beach because that's what I've, that's my hobby, that's my passion and that's what I've been doing. And they're always like, you know, turn your passion into profit. And I've done that, but there's also this sacrifice you make where you can no longer take a vacation because your vacation is your work. It's the uh, double-edged sword, as they say. You get to go to the beach all the time but you're working but we can't complain too much because yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah I, I don't but I, I am still aware of not taking a vacation anymore which is totally fine with me yeah. I would rather just I'm happy doing what I do and it, it makes my soul feel really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> it becomes addicting you know it gets really addicting when you're loving what you do and it's what you do for a living yeah. So you have been known to become the pineapple queen, right? <laughs> we we all know you as the pineapple queen and you created this incredible quote, be a pineapple. Can you yeah. tell us the story behind that? Yeah, so the the quote is be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown and be sweet on the inside. And I came up with this quote uh back in 2014. And I was posting on Instagram, and at the time, I was really into hand lettering. So, you, I mean, you can scroll back in my feed. It's its so far there, but if you want to go and take a look, the original post is there. Um, it's from June 2014, and it says, be a pineapple in the photo, and then the caption says, stand tall, wear a crown, be sweet on the inside. And that's the first time I've ever shared those words on the internet. And I wanted a quote that 
really stood for the principles of my brand, which was to be confident in yourself and to believe in yourself. Um, and to also treat yourself like royalty, whether, you know, you're a king or a queen, like you're number one and it's okay to feel that way. And it's also good to lead with kindness and, and be grateful and be sweet on the inside, which is where that comes from. And so those are kind of the pillars of my business and, and my mission is to inspire people's happiness and kindness and confidence. So because Salty Pineapple is my brand name, I was like, you know what? A pineapple is sweet on the inside, which is why I initially picked it for my brand name. Um, and Stand Tall, Wear a Crown, that kind of just fell into place too because the pineapple has a crown and it stands really tall. And I was like, you know what? I think people just should be a pineapple some days. Like just, just be like a pineapple. And I'm so obsessed with pineapples and I have this like undying love for them that the words just came really naturally to me. And I was really excited to share it on Instagram. And so once I came up with it and I came up with the artwork, I shared it on Instagram. And since then it's literally blown up. It's gone viral. It's on everything. Now I, I go into these big box stores like Walmart and chapters and it's in charming Charlie and all these huge like home decor stores and it's all over Etsy and Pinterest and people don't actually know that I came up with it. Um, because it has, when I initially shared it, I didn't, I thought nothing of it at the time I had probably like 400 or 500 followers. So when I posted the quote to Instagram, I thought nothing of it and to see how far it's come and the kind of effect it's had on the world. It's, it's been a really eye opening experience. What was your takeaway from that? I mean, what did you learn after all of this has happened? Number one takeaway from that whole experience, and if anyone's listening now who is a creative and who's an artist and who shares original content on their Instagram, Instagram doesn't really protect you in terms of your intellectual property or your copyright. It, it's a public domain, so anything you share, kind of the rights kind of go out the window. So trademark anything you you have this feeling about just in case, because if I did, I would be like a billionaire by now, probably <laughs> rolling in pineapples. Um, but it's fine because I know that it's spreading a positive message. So I have to tell myself that. Once it's out of your hands, I mean, there's only so much that you can do, but yeah. we all know you as the pineapple queen. So, <laughs> and there's, thousands of us that know that you created that yeah. and it's bittersweet but it's also it's it's kind of amazing to have that feeling that people are connected in some way to really your passion as well mm -hmm. and your creation and your words and what you believe in is pretty amazing yeah and and what I also learned is that I'm so blessed and so grateful for my creativity that there are so many more opportunities for me to create something like that. And, and it's truly a gift. Absolutely. If you can create the be pine, uh, be a pineapple quote, yeah. um, I can't wait. Who you knows know. what I'm <laughs> waiting to come out. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's so much more to come. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. If you could go back and give yourself one advice, what would it be? 
the biggest piece of advice that I would give myself is to focus on yourself and only compete with yourself because competition and judgment and all of that, it, it just creates such negative energy within you. And although it's easier said than done, we can't compare our lives to what we see other people living like on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. It's all filtered. It's all curated. Like it's all curated. It's all styled, which is totally fine. I love everyone's artistic, creative. um, I love their talents that they show on social media. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like bash anyone. I, I love that. It's just, we also have to remind ourselves like not to compare ourselves and to just focus on yourself and compete with yourself because no one can ever be you. The only person who can, who can be you is you. And you're not going to be the better version of someone else. They're always going to beat you to the punch. So I always tell myself that is, is just compete with me. And if I can be a better person than I was in like 2016, 2015, 2014, then I'm doing okay at life. That's one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to talk to you as well is because I wanted to get the background and your story because we tend to look at the images and the beautiful pictures but we don't realize that there's also a lot of struggle that went into that and there's a reason why you have this business and you have these beautiful pictures is because of all the work that you put into it so it doesn't come easy it has to be a lot of work in order for you to get to that point absolutely nothing nothing good ever comes easy yeah for sure. that's that's definitely right Mm-hmm. So how were you able to finance this chosen career and this business that you have from the start? And how do you continue to create income today? Yeah, that's a really great question that I don't think a lot of people know the answer to or talk about. So when I first quit my job in October 2012, that was day one of me not going into the office and just walking down the hall and going into my home office. Um, before that day, I had saved and planned for a year and a half. So one and a half years of saving because at that time I had a house and I had a car and I had fixed expenses. I had to pay my cell phone bill. I had to feed myself and I had a mortgage to pay. So I I really couldn't afford to not have money. And I saved at least 11 months of expenses so that I could cover myself and make sure that, okay, once I quit in October, I have a pillow of 11 months of expenses to rely on so I could, you know, build up that momentum and and have time to attract the right clients. So a year and a half savings. And to be honest with you, my worst fear when I first quit was being homeless. I thought that I would fail miserably and they would come and take my house for me and I would have to live on the streets which sounds so ridiculous now that I think about it. But you, you always tell yourself these really extreme lies when um, you have that nagging fear. But obviously, I never went homeless. Um, and the savings really helped because it gave me some breathing room. And so that's how I started off with the freelancing. And in that 11-month period, 
not only was I using my savings, but I also cut out all of the extra like frills in my life. So I stopped getting haircuts. I stopped shopping completely, stopped going out to eat. And I actually stopped like drinking alcohol because that was so expensive. I would just literally buy gas for my car to go hang out with my friends and buy food from the grocery store. It, like you do have to make really hard sacrifices at the beginning. And that's the truth. It, it's not like you're going to quit your job one day and start making a hundred dollars a day. If you do, congratulations, please tell me how you did it and give me some tips. But for me, I worked really hard and I saved and I also made a lot of financial sacrifices so that I could live that life. I wasn't traveling either. The traveling only happened, you know, three to four years into being a freelancer. Um, and then now, like how I create income is I knew I always wanted to have multiple streams of income. So being a freelance graphic designer, I was working with clients and then slowly but surely over the course of if I quit in 2012, it's over the course of five years, I've created like multiple income streams that I'm setting up now so that, you know, five to 10 years from now, they'll be big enough to where I can like support myself and my family and live a really great life. So one of them is the Salty Pineapple Shop, which is my online e-commerce e-commerce store that sells different products that are original salty pineapple design. So if you like the Be a Pineapple quote, there's like mugs and phone cases and art prints you can hang up on your wall that I've designed like straight from my heart, which has been such a fun project for me. So I launched that in June. And then I also have another e-commerce business called The Content Planner. And I also still do a little bit of content creation for brands. So working with brands to shoot uh, photography for their social media, like Instagram and website and Facebook and all of that. And then I also just recently became a contributor on Canva. I don't know. Do you know what Canva is? No. What's what's Canva? It's essentially a design app, a design platform for people to create images for their Facebook and Instagram and to create like PDFs. It's kind of like Photoshop and InDesign for beginners. Oh, wow. And so you can go online and you can download all these different photos, put a quote on it. And I became a contributor for them. And so I uploaded a bunch of my images on there. And now people can purchase the license. It's like stock photography. So that's been a really cool source of passive income, which I want to grow too, because I literally don't have to do anything. I just upload the photos. <laughs> and whenever someone purchases it, I get a percentage of the royalties. That's that's pretty awesome having passive income. I mean, I've been hearing that word a lot. I mean, we all mm -hmm. want that. <laughs> it's yes, just getting money. Yeah. <laughs> just getting money and, you know, you you don't have to do much after doing the initial work, which is amazing. I really love that you have different streams of income and how you created so many different things from one thing to the next and mm -hmm. you had all of these different ideas because you are a creative and for most creatives it gets boring after you create this one thing and I'm the same way. Yeah and even as an entrepreneur and a creative you come up with so many ideas uh, like every day you have a new idea and it's just a matter of what you want to execute on. And you're right. I, I do get bored. I can only really work on a project for, or do the same thing for like two to three years. And then I'm like, okay, I want to do something completely different. Like 
the content planner and running that business is completely different than creating content for brands and also being like a social media influencer. But they're both equally creative. And that's kind of what what drives all of that. Yeah, it's great, too, because you're learning a lot of different things, even though they're different, you, mm-hmm. you learn something and then you pivot and then you move to another one and then whatever you learned from the previous work you did you're carrying it on to the others which makes it even better (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what I realized too that I've come I've been on this journey for five years and honestly if I were to launch the salty pineapple shop right when I started salty pineapple I would have completely fell flat on my face, but now because of all the experience that I've had um, from the past years, like working with clients and shooting for them and working on their content and blogging and all of that, I've, I've picked up so many different skills from that that I'm now able to apply to this new project, which has been such a blessing because... At first, when you're when you're doing projects and working for clients, you're like, oh, is this really going to help me? Like, how am I benefiting from this? I'm not making that much money, at, like, at the beginning. But then you move on to your next project and you realize, wow, I learned so many valuable things from that that money can never offer. Looking back to what we, we talked about, we compare ourselves to other people and we get impatient because we want to get to that point. But like you said, time and experience, that's what you really need. And you just need to keep going. You need to keep working at it. If it is really your passion and it's what you want to do, you need to keep learning and growing in order for you to succeed. And it just doesn't happen overnight, like what you see in social media or any media. It does not happen overnight unless you have investors from Silicon Valley with millions of dollars and like 50 employees, but it's just me. Like I run all of my businesses and I have some virtual assistants, but at the end of the day, I'm still here, you know, posting on Instagram and commenting back to everyone and even just keeping an eye on your journey, like where you're traveling to and and making sure that I'm connecting with my audience. Yeah, and and that's what makes you really unique is because people feel that you're reachable and they can connect to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm a real person. I'm, <laughs> I'm just because I have some followers on Instagram doesn't mean that I'm any better than anyone else. You know, I, I think a lot of us are guilty of putting people on a pedestal because of, like, we validate people by how many followers they have. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean they're any better than you or they're better at something than you. But you're equally as as worthy of all of that. Yeah. And most of the time, it's just that they've been on the game a little longer and they've worked a little harder, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So far, what has been your proudest moment? For me, my proudest moment has been when my dad because he's really traditional in terms of the whole job thing. And even both my parents, they're baby boomers. So they worked for one company for the majority of their working lives. And then when I told him and my mom that I was going to quit my job to become a freelance graphic designer, I legit think they thought I went crazy. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't 
first of all, they didn't really understand what graphic design was. And second of all, I was leaving a really comfortable, well-paying job that gave me like full benefits and, and vacation days and all of that. So to them, they're like, why are you leaving such a comfortable paying job, especially because I had a house. So it took a while for them to really understand what I did, but it wasn't until I showed them my Instagram and they were able to look at my photos and to even they read my comments and see what people are saying back to me. And so that really gave them a grasp of the kind of um, change I was making because I have these incredible people who I've never met before either comment or message and, and they tell me that I've inspired them to like quit their job or go pursue a career in something that they've always wanted to. And that's, as I mentioned at the beginning, that is why I do what I do is, is to hopefully encourage other people to do exactly what I did because it makes me so happy and I want everyone to feel this sort of happiness. And so my proudest moment was when my dad told me that he was proud of me because it was it was something that he never really says to me and when he finally did it was it was very um fulfilling for me to hear that from him because i look up to him so much and and he worked really hard for like providing me with that sort of life so yeah when you are taking that huge risk you also kind of feel a little like you're letting some people down your parents mm -hmm. or children or spouse but sometimes it's just that feeling in your your body and your mind and you just can't stop it right it's like if you don't yeah. take that risk if you don't take that next step you just feel miserable and you're just unfulfilled and unhappy with your current situation so sometimes it's just we will never be happy until we take that risk to go into something new and something that we've always wanted to do sometimes I'm I forget about the people that I have inspired. So I do try to keep track, like I'll screenshot people's comments and like put them in a folder on my phone so that if I am feeling just kind of stressed or defeated one day, I'll just look at it and it makes me feel a lot better because this is, it reminds me of why I do the things I do and that there are people out there who still need to hear from me and who are interested in what I'm doing. Um, so that's definitely been something that, I'll never get used to getting messages like that, but I, I love them. I'm sure it's it's also really inspiring for you and that's what keeps you going because, you know, there's a lot of people that do lack support from their own personal life and when they look at you and when they look at what you're saying and the message that you're giving, it is support for them to, to keep going and to really follow what it is that they want to do with themselves and with their lives. Yeah, for sure. And and I would say to piggyback on that is the people who are closest to you. And I also wish that someone told me this, but the people who are closest to you, they won't always be your number one fan and they won't always be your biggest supporters. And that's okay because they don't really understand. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't love you and that they don't care about you. I'm just saying that it is important to have a separate community and a separate support system away from like your family and your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, whatever, because you can't always expect the people who are closest to you to offer that support that you need. And that's okay. 
It's just, I don't think it's fair to expect them to really know what's going on. And, and it's okay if you have an Instagram and you connect with people all over the world, even though you've never met them. Um, it's actually pretty, pretty wonderful to do it, that. It's pretty wild how we're able to do that. And I've, yeah. I've talked to some of the, the people that I have connected to Instagram with, and it's different. What we have here, it's if you're not into social media, specifically in Instagram, it's hard yeah. for you to understand what you know, yeah. the whole thing is about until you really get into it. <laughs> That's why it's true. You're right, Kat. Having that support system with something that you're really passionate about mm-hmm. goes a really long way. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is really struggling to find his or her purpose? Yeah, I mean, struggling to find your purpose happens all the time. And, and even for me, it happens maybe once once a year, every year, you're like, wait a minute, like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? What's what's the end goal here? And first of all, it's totally okay and normal to struggle to find your purpose. Not everyone wakes up one day and knows what they want to do and what they're meant to do in their life. I never knew that I needed to be salty pineapple and that I needed to share my story with people and to take photos of sunsets. I I didn't know that even when I first started um, in 2012, I didn't know that. So my biggest advice, and this is what I did. So this is coming straight from experience. And, and what really helped me was taking time, taking time to just discover yourself and to listen to yourself away from society and your friends and your family and the people around you because you don't realize that when you're around those people, you act a certain way and you act differently to fulfill their expectations of you. And so for me, because I was working for myself, um, I had a lot of time to just be on my own and I prioritized creating all the time. Every day I would wake up and I would be like, okay, I have to create something today. I have to share something on Instagram at least once. And I prioritized that every day for two years and it just became like clockwork after a while. But if I didn't take that time to really figure out who I was as a graphic designer, I don't think I would have ever found my purpose. And it's hard too to juggle everything else and to prioritize yourself. So to make that time and to even schedule it out is going to make a huge impact on really getting rid of your struggle and finding your purpose. And it's really simple, honestly, just, just take time, take a few months, a few weeks, or maybe it's even a year to figure out who you are as a person. And that's when you'll truly figure out what your purpose is. Yeah, sometimes it's really hard for us to listen to ourselves when you have too many people around you giving you advice or their own opinions of certain things. And sometimes it's kind of nice to be on our own and be with strangers who don't know anything really about you. Yeah, that's why I love solo travel so much and I support it like through and through. When I meet people who are like, yeah, I've never traveled by myself. I'm like, you have to go, like go now, (laughs) go to your favorite place, go by yourself. 
you'll be fine, you'll be safe. But at least once in your life, even if you're in a relationship or you have kids or you think you can't do it or you can't afford it, just go. Like, have a plan, start saving, make the sacrifice, figure it out. But traveling by yourself will give you so much more and teach you so much more about yourself than you could ever learn from like reading a book or having someone tell you when I personally when I did it it Mm. gave me so much freedom to think it's really funny how people tend to approach you more and oh my (laughs) god when you're alone (laughs) I'm like you have a sign on my face that says please talk to me Especially if you're a woman and they see you by yourself, they're all really nice and they want to include you in things. It's amazing. And I'm like, why haven't I done this before? (laughs) (laughs) What are you working on today that's really exciting to you? Okay, so I mentioned the content planner and it's actually a planner because I also mentioned that I'm obsessed with planning and that I've been using a planner for the past 17 years. And as a content creator, and at the time I was blogging, and even as a photographer and a creative and someone who wants to grow their brand online, I I wanted a planner that would really help me focus in on my social media strategy and my email marketing. But there's actually nothing like that. I mean, there are digital apps and like generic templates and spreadsheets that you can download, but it didn't have the features that I needed in a planner to really help me excel and like keep track of my goals and to also write down like my accomplishments. And so after about two years of do of being on my Instagram journey and growing my followers and working with brands, I knew everything that I needed in a planner. So I set out to actually just design my own planner and it's called the content planner. You can follow us on Instagram. It's at the content planner and it's the first and only physical planner to help you plan your blog and social media content. And it's specifically for creative women because I'm a creative woman and I love connecting and creating a community of of women. I think we have this really powerful energy And I just prefer to design for somebody that I know who is myself. And I'm working on launching the planner. I've included so many more features and updates, and it's improved significantly since uh, last year's. And it's been a really fun journey, and I'm excited to see what everyone's response is and to get it into people's hands. So that's been my main focus I am so excited about this this new planner and I can't wait to see it. And I love that you're helping us all get organized on Instagram because yes, it can be really overwhelming. And I know that feeling oh too well, whether yeah. it be overwhelmed from what should I post today or I'm not gaining followers or I feel like I'm not making progress. This planner, I put everything that I needed to help solve those problems and and help set your mind on the right path towards success and growing your brand and and gaining followers and subscribers and everything. All you need is in this planner because that's what I use to get to where I am today. All right, Kat, before we say goodbye to you, I wanted to ask you a question from one of our listeners on Instagram, 
Jessica at MissJT123 asks, with all of the incredible photos you have of the beach and pineapples in Hawaii, would you ever think about leaving Toronto to move there? I have. I've definitely thought about it. I think it, it'll happen more in the next few years, like not right now, because I want to establish my businesses first and just make sure I have like a really steady income. But for now, I'll just travel there as much as I can. But one day, I'm definitely going to live there. Thank you so much, Kat. So if our listeners want to know more about you and what you do, where can they find you? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram if you like pineapples and being happy and the beach. It's my handle is at Kat Gaskin. So K-A-T-G-A-S-K-I-N. And you can check out the content planner. So it's thecontentplanner.com. And the Instagram is at thecontentplanner. And you can also follow the Salty Pineapple Shop, which is my official shop of tropical goodness, which is at the Salty Pineapple Shop and the actual website. If you want to check out all those items, is shop.saltypineapple.ca. I love it. And everyone is going to love it too if they don't already because you are just the pineapple queen and <laughs> a bright ray of sunshine. <laughs> oh, thanks, Debbie. Uh, thank you so much, Kat, for being on the Offbeat Life podcast. I really loved having you here. Yeah, and thank you to everyone for tuning in. And I wish you guys... The best day filled with sunshine, pineapples, and happiness. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kat Gaskin. Make sure to check out her products at shop.saltypineapple.ca and thecontentplanner.com. Or you can visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com for more information and Always remember to be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. One of the best things about having an offbeat life is being able to work from anywhere. But with all of my crazy schedule, it's hard for me to find the best deals on flights and where to stay. But Skyscanner has helped me through that. If you visit offbeatflight.com, Again, that's offbeatflight.com. You'll also find those killer deals.